I need to. I gotta put it on him. I plan to put it on this guy, man. I'm already watching some tape and watching some stuff that I've seen, um, and I think there's some things I could really expose. And as long as I'm on, man, I'm telling you, I think this guy is good, but he is not on my level. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this here's you. Ah, now, tune in to Al Joe the Funk Master. Watch a grill yoga knock that cold fast and talk. Now we talking facts, where the man are off the back You in trouble, came to burst your bubble I don't shelter punches, they find home on your mind about the devil, it's the weekly scraps You don't need a map, GPS, I'm right here to lead a dash The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease Planet f**k a name and the fame, only legacy remains Remember the name, how Jermaine Sterling It ain't it ain't What's up guys? <laughs> Oh, welcome back to the weekly, weekly scraps. <laughs> episode two twenty one. Here we go. Here we go. Jake's feeling good about himself. He's got a compliment. He doesn't know how to act. What? Um, what? Who complimented me? My fiance, Jake. Okay, let's hear about what. What'd she say? She actually compared Jake to Tommy Fury. I didn't take that as a compliment. Uh, I took at it as kind of a. Compliment. She said I look. She said Tommy Fury likes looks like the cuter. <laughs> taller, slimmer version of me. Which yeah. I, how is that a compliment? Well, she's like you're the Target brand. Well, you could have been the Walmart brand. Yeah. So who the f- who wants to be that? I you mean, it's close. Notice how I just held back from saying the F word. Yeah. Good. Good job. You're learning. Come on. You're learning. Uh, come on. Uh, uh, but that's not a compliment, and I'm not feeling myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling myself, but it has nothing to do with what she said. It's yeah. just because, like I said on the last episode. I'm that guy, pal. But anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about today, sir? Uh, well, we got a new chair. Um, unfortunately, Jake didn't get his new chairs. Why? Shout out Kaiser and the seats. Why didn't I get a chair? Um, because you're not making enough money to pay for your own chair. So I'm going to have to make sure I get him a hookup from Kaiser brand um, and the seats. This is the Kaiser 3. Actually, this headrest is actually magnetic. Wait, I just have a question. One, my first question is, how much do these chairs cost? They're pretty expensive chairs. They're like, I, f- I want to say like two or $300. Okay, I could afford one. Two, why can't I afford one? No, I'm not who, saying you can't. Who, who I'm just pays saying me? you just didn't. Who pays me? I'm just saying you didn't. Who? I'm just saying. Who's my employer? I'm just saying he didn't. Who's my employer? I'm just asking. I'm just saying this got a built-in four-way lumbar support, magnetic head pillow, comfort tech backrest with 90 to 165 degrees of locking tilt. You know that means I could be laying sideways like literally. I could be like Paul Wall. I got 300 bucks in cash right there. And it's a 5-year extended warranty. All right, it sounds like a sick chair. Um no, this is a nice chair. It's actually very comfortable, so I'm definitely like the upgrade. We got to get Jake's um we were just we're being lazy didn't assemble it. But he assembled his, but I have to assemble mine. Cause he was taking mad long, so I was like, I'm gonna just do this. And then he actually came over, I, no. like right when I started. I was like, damn, I would have just waited. You thought I was gonna done. take mad long, yeah? Cause you again. But you did. You were taking long, and I was waiting at Marab's house, and I, then I decided to walk home. I took a shower. I mean, I'm just saying, you took a while. You want me to take a three second shower? No, I'm just saying, you took longer than I thought, so I could have just went home and did. Mine and I could have probably started yours. All right. Well, I don't think the audience is entertained by this chair conversation anymore. So, uh, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> let's talk Jake Paul. That was um an interesting fight. Very interesting. We watched that one with Muin, Marab, and uh, a couple of Muin's family. I think his dad. He said his dad, dad maybe and his brother, his older brother. Yeah. It was a it was a good fight. Like Tommy's pretty good. He's solid. But, but so is Jake. When you compare Tommy, you think Tyson. You think Fury, you think Tyson Fury. Okay. And then you see Tommy Fury and you're just like they're not one in the same. And with that being said, you could kind of see the deficiency, not the deficiency, but the lack of skill in comparison to his brother. Not lack of skill like he doesn't have skill, but in comparison to his brother, you're like it leaves you with more to be desired because you're like the Gypsy King is so goddamn good and unbelievable. You just want more from Tommy Fury, but you're just not gonna get it. Okay, I just thought of a cool question. Would you rather be Tyson or Tommy Fury? Tyson or Tommy Fury? Yeah, which one would you rather be? Tyson all day, bro. So you'd rather look like Tommy? You'd rather look like Tyson Fury? Listen. When you have money, the girls don't care what you look like, bro. But then you know they all only like you for your money. It's not for your... Hey, as a man, do we even care? Yeah. Do we? Some of us have... Never mind. What? Some of us have emotions. No, I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying as a man, it's kind of like you want a girl who's going to be faithful for you, faithful to you, that's going to help take care of you, and they want a man who's going to be providing stability. In your life. That's true. But, okay, so now t- Tommy's 7 million richer. Yeah. And he just beat Jake Paul, so he's clouded. Okay. So you'd still rather be Tyson? Yeah. I would, too. I'm just, <laughs> I was just testing you. Yeah. I think I'd still <laughs> rather be Tyson, for what it's worth. Um, yeah. But it was, a, it was a good fight, competitive, back and forth. Like, Jake Paul showed a lot of um, promise. I think he can definitely do some damage in the boxing world. Not saying he's going to be Canelo. Not saying he's going to ever be a Floyd. Not saying he's going to be an Amir Khan in terms of, like, his technique, Mm -hmm. um, Spence, um, Javante Davis. But he can crack. He's putting in the work, and that's very respectable. And I think when you see that and what he stands for in terms of, like, trying to get an increase in fighter pay, um, trying to put on entertaining fights, trying to even put these other MMA fighters in a position to make more money. Yeah. I mean, who could ever be mad at that guy? No. And I still think... Like, I know the narrative going into this fight was if Jake loses, then he's done, like, his boxing career is over. How? But, but he had a good fight. It's not like it was – it was a pretty close fight. And he knocked Tommy Fury down. There's going to be a rematch. He can always fight KSI. Like, there, I feel like there's a lot more for him. For Jake. And to, he'll make a lot of money in two or three more fights. For Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think there's – um. There's a couple more bags for him to go out there and get a robbery. <laughs> what was he doing? <laughs> it was like right before the fight, he did an interview, and Jake just kept going. <laughs> when I when I hear that, I just think about got your nose, <laughs> got your hat. Remember when he yeah, took oh yeah, that <laughs> got your hat. Yo, Mayweather was tight. <laughs> Yo, that makes me th- like how viral that moment was. That makes me just like think like. He's such but a kid. He's bro. so, but he's so good at promoting fights. Like he's such a think child. about how the the value that adds to like pay per view sales, if you just have a viral moment like that the night before a pay per view. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I was actually really excited to watch this fight for some odd reason. I was like, I'm like actually emotionally invested and in wanting to watch this. 
Yeah, I don't know why. I care so much about Jake Paul, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is a very strange moment for myself, but you know, I I like I said, I I enjoy what he's doing and the type of attention he's trying to bring to combat sports, so definitely commendable for that. And um with that being said, I I think he has nothing to hang his head about. Um he fought a good fight. Tommy should have won mm-hmm. in the sense of like I thought he was looking better. I think he is the better boxer. Who's like been it was doing the right it decision. Longer. I think it was the right decision, okay. but I think it was closer than what it actually said. Yeah. Well, they deducted a point, which everyone thinks is BS. Yeah, I agree. And according to Jake, he had what he thought was two 10-8 rounds. I got to go back and watch. Well, why did he think it was two 10-8 rounds? 10-8 rounds, you could get there from a knockdown. Exactly. But he didn't knock him down twice. The first, well, he did have one knockdown. Yeah. And then I don't know where the other round was, where he thought he got a 10-8. Unless we were talking and missed it. Well, our, our stream kept glitching out. What stream? We oh our pay per view kept glitching out. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, right, I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this guy. I was watching it in my house. <laughs> no, yeah, like my stream kept glitching out. Yeah, I didn't pay for the pay per view, but Aljo did. Um, um, but you seem like okay. You kept saying like I can't believe, like, this is what combat sports has come to where people want to watch these fights like. So you seem to almost like like you're interested in it, but you are kind of sad that you're interested in it. Why yeah. is that? Because there's actual guys out there who are putting in real time in the gym and have paid their dues that should be getting those type of paydays, mm-hmm. and they're not. So yeah. when I see that and I see a guy who comes in from the Disney world, I'm taking a couple of jokester fights for a spectacle um, against Nate Robinson and Ben Askren and going out there and it's like I'm glad he's making money but what I'm saying is I am shocked that this is what people would rather tune into and I'm not speaking for everybody obviously but the younger generation would rather watch their favorite YouTuber (laughs) go out and fight versus a professional who's actually doing it like it just seems like the shift in what people are putting um, respect on like being a fighter Gets you respect, gets you notoriety. Mm-hmm. People, they they give you praise. Like you are the guy, you are the girl. You know, you're the athlete. But then you got YouTubers coming who kind of do it as a side thing, and then they're making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Good for them. But they're making a bunch of money, and it's kind of like you almost feel like it's a joke thing for them, like a joke thing, mate. Like the YouTubers who box, <laughs> like they just take it. They don't take it seriously. That's how you would feel yeah. watching it. That's how I I. Originally, that's how it originally came off to me. Okay, it's just like kind of like, just coming here, just doing this for fun, and not really like giving a shit about it. Right, but do you, like for like Jake, like he kind of like has for the past like what like four or five years has dedicated his entire like day to day activities to boxing. So does that change how you, of course, feel about like his dedication to it? Yeah, and as, and I've said that too. I said the fact that he's putting in that time makes it more respectable, mm-hmm. and it makes it more appreciative of someone like him with the popularity that he has to come in and want to put that time in because it's a lot of time and dedication to be an athlete in any sport. So to come in and be a dedicated athlete to boxing when you already have money, it's just like, yo, you don't have to do this. And the fact that you're actually taking a series and putting in the time makes me tip my hat to him and say, kudos to you, Jake Paul. You're a real one, you know? But again, it's it's still not going to change how I feel about, it's just odd to me that, the new pop culture of kids or whatever you want to call it are more 
excited to watch those type of fights than to go watch. I mean, maybe I can't use Mayweather because he's a he's an I don't want to say anomaly, but he is the guy. Mm-hmm. But then you could use like I don't know who who'd you use Canelo? Like I feel like, and even Canelo. I mean, he's a big guy, but even the up and comers. I I I almost wonder like which actually draws more real interest numbers wise a Jake Paul fight or a Canelo Alvarez fight like i know for me and the people who i frequent with we definitely talk more about Jake Paul than Canelo in terms of boxing and that's the issue and you're 22 i'm 22 but you never talk about Canelo well with me no like none of our friends talk about Canelo really the only time I talk about Canelo is like in my group chat with my boys from back home in Uniondale. Okay. But if like, we're talking boxing or fights like Javante Davis, we talk about um, Sh- Stephen Shakur, we talk about um, Errol Spence, Crawford. So you do talk about other boxers? From time to time. I don't watch it religiously, but those are the big names that I know that are promoted. Yeah. I don't have the time to watch MMA and then watch the up-and-comers for boxing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I stand with that. But... I just think that it's just interesting to see the kids who are coming up. Like, I would rather watch the, the popular TikToker who does food reviews go in there and compete versus some other guy who's not really, it like, super... It doesn't make sense. It's, it's kind of backwards. It doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. why would you watch the lesser quality product? Exactly. Versus the guy who's, like, going to be way better when he gets in there because he's trained his whole life. Yes. Yeah. And that's my stance on but, that. So why do you think... He, you care so much about a Jake Paul fight because you actually looked forward to this Tommy Fury fight. Uh, I think it's because I feel like Jake Paul is slowly, not slowly, I think he has removed himself from just the, I'm just trying to just jump in this for a couple of fights, make some money, get out, and just see what I can do in terms of what I have from my own original popularity versus now he's actually training. He's literally in the gym, what it seems like from social media all the time. And I think that's respectable because at the end of the day, I respect fighters because I know the dedication and time that it takes to put in to the sport. So that's what I respect about it. Okay. So the fact that he's willing to do that, I'm like, okay, bro, I tip my hat because it ain't easy and you don't have to do this like at all. That's true. So, yeah. That's anyone, but yeah, anyone who really like gets into a fight, like I'm not going to go get punched in the face. Exactly. Especially if you don't have to. Like, it's like, why? I th- I've thought about starting like, taking boxing classes but then i'm like i don't want to get punched in the face like that that's like a hard stop for me yeah <laughs> yeah this is one of those things yeah um but that was the excitement for today man i mean jake paul close fight i thought the judges got it right and uh i do think they're gonna do a rematch um with that being said i don't really know if i'm excited to watch a rematch I feel like I'd rather watch Jake Paul versus KSI. But you see what I'm saying? It's like you'd rather watch him fight KSI. It's now, like, because Tommy Fury just beat him. Yeah. A legit boxer who's actually have, like, yeah. real boxing opponents. But I feel like Jake would probably do the Tommy Fury fight first because he has the rematch clause right now, and I don't know if he goes and does another fight. Does that stay? And then, you know, I don't know how that works. But, I I think if he goes out there and looks good against KSI, but again, it's like we're talking about another fight that doesn't even make sense. A fight with KSI is like I feel like Jake would wreck KSI. But it's just 
that's the fight that people are getting excited about. That's what Just drives me nuts. These two, like, that storyline is so entertaining. But and it's they're silly. so famous. It's just silly. It, yeah, it is silly. But it's like, I don't know. It's that that fight is pure celebrity boxing. Yeah, but that fight with Tyron two guys Woody. who have spent a lot of time training boxing. Like KSI has been, for the most part, as dedicated as Jake to boxing. Like the, <clears throat> since he started doing the boxing, he's been training seriously. Unlike yeah. Logan, who's done it like on and off, gone into other things. Yeah, they him and Jake. That story arc has always been building because KSI beat Logan twice and KSI's <laughs> taking it seriously and now he's doing he'll KSI will like fight two guys in one night. He'll do all these crazy antics. Yeah. My thing is just like your brother is gonna fight your business partner. It's so weird to me. But and it's, it seems like they genuinely have beef against each other. So it's just like if my brother was walking around with someone that they know I'm not cool with that, they know it's like on site when I see him kind of thing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of low key tight. Like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Right. No, and f- like, I'm so close with my brother. So if, if like, if my brother has an enemy, I'm not doing business with him. Yeah. If it's a real enemy, you know, like a guy who wants to punch me in the face and says he hates me, I'd be like, yeah, get out of my face. Like, you're not, you hate my brother. Screw you. Yeah. Exactly. That's like, I never get that. Like, it's your it's brother. You're, weird. you're like both celebrities. How is this a thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a weird thing. Let's touch base on the Brendan Allen fight against Andre Muniz. That fight was a short notice co-main event that got bumped up to the main mm-hmm. event slot because Krylov and um, I think, Span. Yeah, the fight got pushed because something with Krylov. He got sick. The day of the fight. Yeah. No one really. <clears throat> Those Wait. are always so weird to me when that happens. Now is Span Span and Krylov's on the same card as Marab now, right? Are they? I think they moved it to March 11th. Oh, wow. Or maybe March 4th. I don't know. Good for us. Yeah. I mean. It's a better, another big, another adds to, stacking the card. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, for sure. I, the fights yesterday were entertaining. <laughs> like that, they, they, there was good fights. I mean, we were there. Yeah, but I felt like I was having more fun just hanging out than actually like watching the fights once yesterday. That's how I felt. I always kind of feel that way. It's it's it was just I don't know I feel like the energy like the couple of fights that stood out to me was obviously Jordan Levitt Ode Osborne yeah um, because I had a vested interest in those fights Tatiana Suarez her return and then uh, the main event of course because you know it's the main event um, but I, I I felt like the fights were kind of like I mean Ode's fight was entertaining Ode had the best fight on the card I thought okay like and in then... terms of like. Drama, yeah, it was like an up and down. He yeah. won the first round and he had a tough get kicked in the balls, used the whole five minutes, used the whole five minutes. I think that's the first time I've ever seen that, yeah. I think so too, yeah. Um, He's, I thought the fight was gonna get called, ah, I, I, I thought he would get up eventually, but yeah. Like, but the way once he hit that four minute mark, I was like, he looking like he's not getting up, fit to get up right now, off the ground and stuff, yeah, yeah. And then he said he was dealing with like cramps afterwards on his podcast. Uh, okay. saying like not his podcast, his um press conference, okay, and just saying like uh like once he got hit there, he said he was dealing with stomach cramps and then he couldn't see from his eye. I guess he got punched in it or whatever it was that hit mm. him in the eye, um, but yeah. he dealt with some adversity, got through it, and he came out on the winning side, split decision. I didn't know which way that fight was gonna go. I couldn't. I thought Ode was gonna win. I thought he won the last round, and I thought it was one one going into the last round. Yeah, but that last round was pretty hard to score. Yeah, because he got the takedowns, but he did no damage. And then the striking was really close. 
So I'm like, it depends if they're saying Ode got the better of the striking or it was dead even and then the takedowns were like the, the difference maker in that. I thought Ode got a little bit more in the striking. In the third round? Yeah, a little more, just like a hair. That was yeah. my impression at the time. And then he had obviously way more control time. So Yeah, I didn't know which way that was going to go. But, yeah, I, was, he, I feel like he needed a win. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah, because he took that other one on short notice. Then he gets another short notice opponent. I'm just like, this guy can't catch a break. Yeah. So, but, but shout out Energy for stepping up, man, because he fought his ass off too. That was a, yeah, he looks crazy. That was a tough fight. Yeah. Shout out to Ode getting a win. Rude boy. It's hard to get wins, man. Yeah, people think it's easy it's in like, the UFC. Matt, like, especially, like, it's, like, so important to win. Like, if you lose, like, a few fights, your career could be over. In the UFC. And you're, yeah, and then your whole, like, life dedication to something is goes to nothing. Well, but you yeah. made some money on your way, hopefully. Yeah. Like, you got a win or two here and there. Right. But you want to get to that level where it's, like, life-changing money. That's where everyone wants to get to, if we're being honest. Like, off the top of my head, I'm going to say percentage-wise, maybe 20% of the roster ever get there. What would you consider, like, life-changing money for a fighter? Like, what level of, like... In a year? Like, in a year's span? Yeah. Or in a fight? Or in, like, per fight, I would say. Like, when what, what, what contract is, like, where you consider, like, okay, this is really good money? Um, I would say, like, 100 and 100. Yeah. 50 and 50 is okay, but if you lose, then it's 50. If you make 100, then it's like, okay, I can get by with this. And I lived in New York, and I was able to do that, like, saving my money and wow. just, like, pinching where I need to pinch because New York is just so much more expensive than everywhere else. Yeah. That, that's a grind. Yeah, shout out Iaquinta because he held me down when I was coming up, man. I lived with him for three years, uh -huh. and he charged me $500 a month, paying rent, fighting, doing that. Cause I, I got kind of pushed out of my house at the time because I was getting, like, a lot of uh, – like back and forth with my brothers and my dad, um, they like put stuff on my door. It was like it was just not a good time. Like it was a real toxic relationship at the time. Um, I actually got a whole piece on that um, segment of my life that, that the UFC wanted to, to talk about called "Not Broken" on YouTube that they did. Yeah, that was so, a great piece. Yeah, so the guy that did the movie, mm -hmm. he actually, the one I, who gave me the opportunity to do the movie, he was the one who actually directed that. Oh, cool. Yeah, Rory. So shout out Rory. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. But go, even going back to that, um, 50 and 50, so if you win, it's like, okay, I made 50. I need to fight again if I want to make sure that I can survive for the year just in terms of expenses because you make 50 and 50, that means you came off of a solid contract and you're thinking, okay, I can invest more money into my career because um, things are looking good. But it can go left so fast. Yeah. So once you get to 100 and 100, you're kind of like <laughs> – you feel more comfortable financially. You feel more comfortable, but it ain't life. It ain't life changing money. Like, oh, I don't have to work anymore. But it also is if you like win three times in a year, then it's six hundred thousand for the year before expenses. Yes, and management and taxes. So it's really taxes, like management, three hundred expenses to get to the fight, and coaches, and training partners. If you flew in any training partners, and for yeah. their stay, their food. So it goes by relatively quick, and that's what I'm saying. That fifty could go by like. People's like, oh, you got paid a lot of money. It's like, that's yeah, not really. you see how we make our money and you see how long it takes us to make our money. Like, yeah, you made it all at once, but this whole thing counts as right. that time to make that money. So, yeah, it's, let's say you make, you're on a 50 and 50 deal and you fight for whatever reason once in a year and you lose. Then Good it's luck. like, 
that's a lot different than making a fifty thousand dollars salary every year. Yeah, where you can count on it all the time, and there's no like real pressure. Versus like a fighter, it's like you're training all the time. You don't know how much money you're gonna be making. And, and if you, you overpay yeah. for training, like partners and stuff like that, and you lose, yeah, it's not it's not not fun, man. And it's then you fun. like now you're like on the your career's teeter tottering on this fine line, and then that's like intense. Yeah, the life of a fighter, man. That's why when people like complain at like. When anyone that ever complains about us making money, I'm like, yo, we are in the hardest sport. For people to be upset that we want more money in comparison to other sports, what they get paid $30, $30 million contracts over four years and things like that, I'm like, dude. Per year. <laughs> yeah. So, well, some of them. Yeah. But like over a four-year spread, that's like a more typical for a, a yeah. pretty good superstar. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we don't even make a fraction of that. But we're complaining we want too much. I'm like, dude, why can't we have a good life as well? Yeah, I don't. I, there's a huge group of fans who hate when fighters ask for more money. It doesn't make no sense. I, but I you go know. watch a guy play basketball and throw a football around, and be like, "Oh, it's okay." The, I, I know the fans aren't saying like it's okay that they get paid that too, but it's still like, which one is it? Are you upset or are you not upset? Like, are you on our side to that we should get paid a little bit more, or are you not? I don't get it. I. Why wouldn't you want anyone to get paid more than yeah. what they get paid? I'm not going to come to your job and say you do not deserve a raise. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to do that. That would yeah. just be the weirdest thing. No. And that's like haters. People yeah. just build, like buy into – people believe Dana too much. That's the thing. Well – Like, you get paid – when they say you get paid what you earn. Yeah, but, like it, but it, it, is a, it is a business model. Like, I get the UFC business model. I would mm -hmm. never – like, say, like, I've learned over the years, like, how it works in terms of, like, what your value is and X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, the facts still remain how much the company's worth. And it's like, okay, you can look at this and see that there's definitely got to be some room for improvement. Like, I'm not complaining now because I'm in a championship spot. I get paid really well compared to everybody else on the roster. But I went through that gauntlet yeah. of ranked fighters. I only fought three guys that were not ranked yeah. my entire UFC career. Yeah. That's why it's like when people talk crap about me, I'm like, dude, the record is going to speak for itself. Like, you can say whatever you want. I got the easiest title run. It's like the harder I train, the luckier I get. I feel like a lot of people in life haven't ever, like, been in a position where, like, their back's against the wall and then they succeeded. And then they, like, they go through that cycle of, like, oh, I'm fighting this really, in your case, it's I'm fighting this really challenging opponent and, like, the odds are against me or whatever. And then I win. And then now I have this, like, base to go off of. You know what I'm saying about like how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Like when you succeed at something, a lot of people never like really face a challenge like that, where they're like they didn't know they were capable of doing that, but they did it. Yeah. That type of thing. And that's always a cool success story. But even just going back to that, like I, I like I said, I get paid well. I'm happy about that. Like I got no complaints. I mean, I would always love more money because again, it's like I see these other athletes. And you know what's crazy? Like, these other athletes like hanging out with us. And I'm like, no, bro, I want to hang out with you because you got the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the broke guy. You but you got guys the are money. like the – it's like you guys are the ones who are doing the the most, like, hardcore thing. Yeah. And But, like, you're like the real gladiators. They're playing a game. Yeah. Football is kind of like – It's dangerous, of it's course. It's very dangerous. But not to the level of fighting. Yeah. Like, people freaked out about the DeMar Hamlin thing when he, you know, got knocked out, which, yeah, of course, scary. they should. 
But that happens every card in the UFC. Like, yeah. someone gets knocked out, and it looks really like... It happened just, to me. But we just look at it like... Yeah, like, if that happened in a football game where a dude went stiff after he got hit and, like, fell over and was still in the same position, the whole world would freak out. Yeah. That happens every Friday <laughs> or Saturday yeah. in the UFC. It's crazy. It's crazy. And people take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, like, talk smack about it. They'll go on that fighter's page and be like... You're a loser. How do you feel? Like I'm like I don't I don't get people sometimes. It's like the hate that just clouds people's minds sometimes. It's just I'm like damn, this is the society we actually live in. But yeah, people are legit like that. I know it's crazy. But yeah, again, like I, the perfect example to put this is um, Kevin Hart. His skit where he was talking about hanging out with I think Dwayne Wade, um, and he was like, yeah, we went to the club. He bought bottles, so I bought bottles. He had girls. I had my I had my auntie. I ain't gonna call my auntie. He was, but he said like I, she was a a b like he had he had itches. He was like um I ain't gonna call my mom my my auntie no itch, but you know I had my <laughs> auntie there. She was cool, like but it was funny. And then he was like, yeah, we had a great time. Then the next day he hits me. I'm like, yo, Kev. I'm like, yeah, what's good? He's like, yeah, last night was dope, right? He's like, yeah, I had a great time, bro. It was fun as hell. And he says, guess what, man? We doing it again tonight. And he was like, yeah, yeah. So the way my bank account, my savings is set up, like, <laughs> I can't withdraw X amount of money at a certain time so that he didn't have to go. But it's just a funny, true story. Yeah. Because that's how it is for me. I'm like, yo, people think I'm out here blowing cash. I'm like, no, bro. Like, I don't make money like that to be blowing it, like, just stupid. I want to make sure I have my ish, like, all together when I'm done. I want to make sure my interest pays my monthly and yearly salary yeah that's the goal yeah and i'm in a prime position to do that and if you if you get to the top of the ufc like you can make money that you where you can set yourself up for life but you could it's also not like so much like where it's like nfl money or mlb money where it's like you basically can't blow this unless you have a huge mental lapse for a long period of time but they blow it 30 and broke some of them 30 and broke all of them a lot of them but like I almost feel like that's a, the advantage for you guys is like, or at least in your you in your specific situation, you kind of had to f- figure out how to be smart about it. So now that when you have it, it's like you have the systems for it. Yeah, but not everyone is like that. No, but you are. And I used to think that that was like a common knowledge thing, but a lot of people don't think like that. Yeah. And I go like, really? This is not what everyone just thinks? Like, how am I going to survive for the next couple of months to five years like that seems like a logical thing like if i count my money and i spend x amount a month then this should last me this amount of years and i can get by it if i get a bad injury where i'm out for a year maybe two but you're tachiosaurus four kinda, years yeah wow imagine wow. that you know what i mean you're, yeah. you're thinking like everything's gravy you're undefeated you win how many fights you won three fights in the ufc or four and then she's just out for four years where's all that money gone yeah just to live. Just by virtue. And just imagine if she was like thinking like everything's good. I'm spending money. I'm spending more than I probably should. That's not a comfortable situation to be in. Like reality hits you real quick. Maybe I should spend less money. That's what, that's what you're making me think. I mean, yeah, it's each his own, man. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of Tatiana, the female Khabib. The female Khabib. That's what I call that, it. That was actually a really tough fight for her. Yeah. Um, in the sense of like stylistic, like, but once she got her down, we kind of knew, like, if she gets her down, that's what's pretty much going to happen. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Um, 
Montana it was, it was hard. She, she had to fought. work to get her down. Yeah, she, I think the size difference, her going up to 125, uh, fighting a bigger girl who's actually crafty with her grappling. Mm-hmm. So I think Montana De La Rosa did a great job. Hopefully they don't cut her after that because I'm pretty sure she was not thrilled about taking that fight against a stud, studette, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, getting like... submitted in the freaking second round. Right. But yeah. it was a little. It was a little slow in the first round, but obviously four years, some ring rust, get in there, do what you do best, wrestle, drag it to the ground, and do what you do best and get the submission. That's what she did. What do you think about her coming up a weight class for her return, but then saying she's going back down to get her title? I think it's smart. Okay. I think she saw that even with a, a fighter that's not in the top 10, top 5 of 125, and she had like... A, Keep it a bug. It, it was not easy. You know, she struggled a little bit to try to get her down to the ground. And I think when you see that, you got to be like, okay, realistically, is this the best weight class for me to be in if I want to have a title shot, title opportunity run? And I think when you look at it like that, it makes it a little bit easier to make that decision. And I think she made the right decision that she should go back down. Yeah, definitely. And you look at the matchups down there, I think they're pretty favorable for her, but it would actually be interesting to see her fight Wei Li. Why is that, though? Because I feel like Wei Li's really strong, too. Yeah, but she's strong in a different way. Yeah, but it's still, it's, to me, it feels, I, I think Tatiana's skill set-wise, like, I like her odds, uh-huh. but I feel like those are two, like, super strong women, whereas, like, everyone else in that weight class, I think Tatiana kind of would get through pretty easily 115 i mean who who else is there at 115 rose, rose carly carla i mean she beat carla, she beat carla. um and it wasn't even like honestly it wasn't even close yeah. um and that was years ago right. I mean, carla obviously got better but even then i carla's just small for the weight class overall for her to even get that far is very impressive um but yeah i mean i mean i feel like whaley's pretty scary no like She's tough, she's strong, she she's powerful, you. she can strike. Yeah. I mean, she was able to kind of defend every single takedown attempt from Carla, but can she do that against a bigger, stronger girl like Tatiana? I think it's I think the odds are in Tatiana's favor, but the striking is what gets me worried. Like if she was to go to her next fight for a title shot, I would be a little bit concerned because I feel like you kind of have to know if you can mix it up a bit in those type of matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's going to happen. Yeah, like she can't think she's just gonna get everybody down. Right, and then so like right away she will probably get her down. But to yeah. think she's gonna get her down right away—that's kind of a, I don't, I would say kind of wishful thinking. Yeah, so like, it. Let's say Wei Li can't like she can defend the takedowns. She's I would favor Wei Li on the feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Wei Li to me is one of those girls who's like stronger than most girls who fight. You know what I mean? Like every every weight class, there's a couple of those where it's like you hit harder than the rest of them, like yeah. by far. Yeah. Like you hit like a dude. Like I've heard you say this before. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, she those punches like fundamentally sound like the way you see most guys doing it. So now when you start to see females who could throw punches like that, it's like it's easy to make that reference. Like oh, you punch like a dude. Yeah. It's like and I feel like that's way she lead. can crack. Like she knows and how then, to use her body. And you said Tatiana wrestles like a dude. <laughs> No, or like, like, not that she wrestles like a dude. Like she knows how to wrestle. Like she can rag doll dudes. That's what I'm. Yeah, like because she can hang with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about me though. <laughs> oh, my bad. 
<laughs> I had to make that clear. My bad. <laughs> but like, she told me that guys tell her that all the time too. Yeah, I believe it. So like, that's what I'm saying. You got these two people where I've heard these pro fighters say like, these these guys these girls fight like dudes. Yeah. Like. So that's what like I'm looking they're, at. They're it. Like, out of the spectrum of what you think female striking or female wrestling would look like. Yeah. They, they're they just that much far ahead of the game. Yeah. And I just let you know there's so much room for growth because once the all females are to that level, it's going to be scary. Yeah. Like, damn, these fe- these females out here are dangerous, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch your it's back. It's tough. You might steal your, your, your bag at night. So do you think Tatiana will become champion at 115? I think she could. How Wouldn't that be incredible? That would be a really cool story. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know anyone who would root against her. She'd be like a fan Opponents. Favorite, sure. <laughs> yeah. And Opponents. But, like, that would be a, a huge deal, I think. I agree. Um, but she had a good fight. I, I don't think Montana has anything to hang her head about. Uh, I just hope she gets a fair shake. Because when you got to step up like that, that's not easy to do. No. I think they will. Or it's her manager. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, who else? Jordan Levitt, he looked good, man. Got a TKO finish in the first round and did his dancing thing where he jumped up and got catapulted in the air. Save the last dance. No, it's not Save the Last Dance. I forget what movie that's from. I don't know. Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing. Is it? I think so. Um yeah, so know. shout out to him getting his first like real TKO with some vicious knees. The kid looked like he was just like, I don't want no more of this. He hit him with the first one clean, then the second one looked like it hit his arm, and he just dropped and said, I'm good. <laughs> Ref, you know what to do. Once I hit my, my my butt and I sit, you know what you're supposed to do. Your <laughs> job is to save me from myself. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good performance. So what, what y'all starting to say is like, you know when you cover up and then the ref comes in, he jumps in, and you go, what? 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 What happened? No, I was there. Yeah. It's like that's pretty much what was going to happen. <laughs> I love when Chael, like, just exposes that type of stuff. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, he asked for more money, so he's scared. <laughs> That's what Joe <Chill laughs> will say. Shit like that. Yeah. He keeps it real. But, yeah. what Jordan Levitt, what do you think of all his antics? Like, the twerking, the outfits? Different. Yeah. A little odd, but it's him. I feel like there's a little star potential there after yep. this fight. Like, yep. if you... If you do all the twerking and stuff, it's one thing. But then if you brutalize dudes like that and then do it all, it's Who, kind of entertaining. No one wants to get beat up by the guy who's going to twerk on, over your grave while you're on like the ground. Like the dude who's super silly. Yeah. I just, I cannot. And wears the, the, the fruity outfits. Yeah. No one wants that. I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness that uh, he's not in my weight class because what the hell. <laughs> What's he, lightweight? Yeah. Lightweight, yeah. 155. Yeah, he's a savage. I didn't know he was like, he does that to people. Yeah. So. Well, that was his first one like that. Like, that was a great performance. Like, he bounced back really well from that patty fight. Um, mm-hmm. So good for him. Yeah, definitely. Good luck. Um, other than that, I mean, I think we touched on everything. I mean, we got com. Go get some merch. Undisputed Funk, baby. Um, John Jones podcast. Oh, John Jones podcast coming. We're gonna do one more breakdown. I got to watch some of these guys like social media and see some of the things like behind the scenes. And I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on. Uh, so I want to touch on that before the fight takes place. So I think we're gonna do another podcast Wednesday. Put it out Thursday. So um, definitely be on the lookout for that. 
Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say. What was it, sir? <sighs> I forget. I forget. Um, maybe going out to UFC London for that pay per view. I will be at the John Jones fight versus Cyril Gunn. I'm gonna be there for that. Um, gonna be cornering for Marab. And what's the other one? I plan on going to San Antonio to watch Cheeto versus Sanhagen live. I want to be able to see that Dang. cage side. Uh, yeah, I keep my eye on all these guys okay, if I can. Sir. Yeah, so it's going to be a busy month. March is going to be very, very busy. We got Steve Lee fighting March 25th as well. Oh, nice. And I think he's going to come out here after that. And then they're going to hang out with him and Kelvin for his birthday. So I, I, we got a busy month, man. March is good. We got UFC 284. We got Fight Night, Marab versus Piotr Jan. Then we have... San Antonio, we got London, and uh, I'm rock and rolling. I'm training right now. Oh, yeah, Dominic Cruz. That's that's what I want to say. He's oh, in yeah. town. We're going to actually get some training tomorrow morning at the PI. What time? Um, well, don't. No, I'll, we'll talk later. At a very interesting time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll get we'll get some work in in the morning. Maybe the afternoon. Uh, we'll probably, I, I'm supposed to confirm with him later, but uh, he said he's in, though, for tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully have a meeting of the minds, see some things that he saw when he was breaking out his fight, getting ready for Henry. And I can bring some of my own videos and thoughts. So I'm going to probably look at some more Henry fights tonight and just to get a better idea of what I'm getting myself into, you know. Um, know thy enemy, know thyself, you know, the art of war. So that's pretty much where everything is at for me. I have a question before we wrap up. What's that? How are you feeling <clears throat> mentally as, like, the Henry fight's announced? Are you, how excited are you that it's coming up? I'm very excited. You know, it's one of those things. When he got to fight for the vacant belt at 135, I was very, very salty because he cut the line. Okay. And there's nothing worse than someone who comes in and just cuts the line because you feel like, like Nate Diaz, you're taking everything I worked for. Like, I'm going to fight you. Like, that's legit how I felt. Um and then he left the game right after that. So he fought He fought Marlon Marais. He had a great performance after getting crushed in that first round. He showed some great resiliency, some mental toughness. And then he fights Dominic Cruz on short notice. But, you know, Dom took the fight on short notice. So once you decide to make that walk, you make that walk in the commitment. So there's no excuses there. But you have to break – you got to take that into consideration when you're analyzing and breaking down a matchup. So I, I give him some, like credit for that win, but at the same time, it's kind of like a Dominic Cruz who was in full fight camp. Does that fight look like that? Did he get a, like the chance to really break down and prepare himself for the leg kicks of Sayudo, um, to do things the right way? So yeah, I, I'm excited. I think I got my work cut out for me, and um, this should be a very fun fight. It should be a very because I think he's gonna. I think he wants to stand. I have like fight of the night potential vibes for this fight. That's yeah. how I feel like it's going to go. It's going to be a war, I think. We're going to see, man. It's uh but I'm excited for it, man. I know the UFC really wanted this. The fans seem like they rather me fight him than um Sean O'Malley. Mm -hmm. So, it is what it is. Uh we're going to go out there and figure it out cuz I guess somehow Sean O'Malley is the uh main character in this whole thing for now. So it's like we're fighting for the golden ticket to fight the golden goose to get that extra payday. Um, so we'll see what happens. Based on this fight, we'll see what what I'm going to do with either sticking around at 135, being that now the window is wide open for Marab um, to go for the title, or whether or not I will be going up to 45 and 
seeing if I'm going to continue to go forward with that. It just depends on like how I win, if I win. And as I say, inshallah, you know, what it's meant to be will be. And uh, we're going to figure it out from there. Sweet. Go out there and scrap, baby. Man, I just hope the fans don't try to go, he was on the couch for three years. Because that's just, don't, don't do that. I've, I'm already seeing it. Don't do that. I'm already seeing it. Because if he wins, then it's like, what the heck? You know what I mean? So it's like, no, you can't do that. The guy is an all-time great. I get the win. Give me my freaking flowers. Like, I'm not begging you guys for the flowers. I'm telling you, give me my flowers. That's what I'm telling you. Go fuck Henry up. What what, what can they say? I mean. And I can't wait to go out there and show that to the world. Yeah. I like that so, energy. I like that. We'll see. This Inshallah. Is, this is in fight camp, Funk. That mentality coming back. <laughs> Let's go. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, follow Jake. Jake Fine Media. Aljamain Sterling, Funkmaster MMA on all social platforms. Follow the Weekly Scraps Media on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, some behind-the-scenes footage of Marab's Fight Camp yeah. and uh, all other things MMA. Yes, sir. Get your news from the Weekly Scraps, guys. Come on, Come on. gang. Oh, and if you guys want to sponsor the show, definitely DM me in my... Not DM me. Um, there's my email in the bio, aljo at dosetto.com. Go there. Send the um, inquiry there. Um, that'll make sure I get through all the right people and um, we'll get this thing cracking. Gang, gang. All right. Stay black. Peace. I'm not black. <laughs>